It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Well, on the Forum at 8 this morning, we are taking your reaction uh, to uh, Minister Finance Minister Nsantla Nene being redeployed and uh, being replaced by the new Minister of Finance, uh, Mr. Uh, David Des van Royen. Just news, Mr. Maimane, thanks for calling uh, to, for speaking to us this morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners of SFM. And uh, really, this is indeed one uh, a reckless and an irresponsible decision on the part of President Jacob Zuma. It certainly does not help South Africans. It does not help South Africans who are without work, who are unemployed. It certainly sends signals internationally that as a country we are unstable against the face of a downgrade recently and ultimately is an appointment of somebody who will who will simply stand up and not be able to have the political will. I'm not saying too much about David Van Rooyen, but he will not have the political will to be able to table that budget in February that will have any significant changes. And what South Africa needs now is change. But why would you say that? Why would you say that? What would you base that on? I would base it on the fact that if you reflect on the former finance ministers, you are talking about people like Trevor Manuel, Pravin Godan, even Tantanene. The issue in politics is the ability to be able to have the political clout in a political party to be able to drive change as you can, to be able to influence policy, to be able to to, to, to stand up to people and say, no, you can't do that. And Tantanen stood up to President Zuma on SAA, stood up to him on, uh, on the nuclear deal, and I suspect that's why he lost his job. David Van Rooyen was a failed mayor in Kutsong, is a backbencher. I've been in Parliament for long. I have never even heard from him. Now suddenly he gets the most senior cabinet position in the country. And now we'll proceed to say he must have any political will to be able to drive the change. He has no track record of being able to show that. And what South Africa needs now is somebody who is experienced from Treasury, understands the fact that we need the discipline to be able to guide the economy forward. So what would you say to the argument that with all these experienced people in Treasury and um, finance, they are the ones who got us into this position that we are currently in financially, economically, and therefore perhaps there was need for a change? With, uh, let's look at how, in fact, we've arrived at this particular point, And we must look at these things soberly. Under Trevor Manuel, we grew at an average of 5 that able to, we were, when we talk about savings, our savings were improving. It was pretty much the, the same under Pravin Gordon, even though right in the middle of his term he faced a 2008 economic meltdown. When you look at this particular term under Minister Nene, against commodity prices, against the fact that the ANC's policy decisions have been weak and a president who is now more committed to saying, now let's railroad projects that will not finance South Africa. We are seeing these economic uh, challenges that we have. It's policy uncertainty in the main. And what it requires is for Treasury to be able to stand up and say, here are the policies that we think will be able to work for South Africa. The, the recent proposals have seen, uh, even for Nene, in a difficult position where, in fact, there are key projects that are being put through that simply don't make sense. And now it's even confirmed even more by getting someone even weaker than him. Well, weaker, and um, as you've uh, outlined why you believe that to be the case, uh, we're going to leave it there. Minister Santanene, you gave him a C. Um, could you explain that to our listeners? Why did you give him a C on your DA scorecard, which you do annually? We did because I felt 
even against that backdrop. Remember, he also inherited some of the difficult projects. You know, SARS was in a difficult space, and we saw that SARS was starting to show some improvements. We also saw the fact that even against uh, really no room for maneuver, he tabled budgets that at least sought to balance the books. And yes, he was facing a very difficult midterm period in that for next year and the year thereafter, he had difficulties. As you know, last week, he insisted that SAA could not implement their strategy plan that would see them spend more. He wanted that the, the initial table strategic plan, turnaround plan, that would in fact make sure that that SAA remained fiscally afloat. And so these are some of the bold decisions that I thought he made, and he took some decisions. That's why we gave him a C. So his demotion, even the ANC statement introduces an irony that says, we know he's done a, a good job, but we think he must go tells you that, in fact, this is not about South Africa, it's about President Zuma. So given that we don't know where he's going, how do we arrive at the fact that this is a demotion? It is because when you consider the fact that he hasn't been sacked as a member of parliament, so any other cabinet position, because finance is quite a senior position, would be a demotion. If he gets sent out of the country on another end, he'd have to lose, obviously, his position as a member of parliament. But here's the issue here. If we send him even to the BRICS Bank, as has been speculated by some other people, the problem with that is that the BRICS Bank has no direct consequences for the people on the ground, for the poor South Africans. Now you've allowed it for the rent to plummet to levels that we're seeing it now, and you are now setting yourself up in a space where even as the rent plummets, South Africans are going to face difficult days. We must at times as South Africa say, can we put South Africa first? Can we put South Africans who are not working first? Because what they needed... When poor South Africans wake up this morning, what they needed is to know that their government is doing everything it can to make sure the economy is stable, it is growing, it can ensure that it meets their needs. But what they will find out, as we all wake up this morning, we will find out that, in fact, no, we've deteriorated worse than we have last year. The prospects of creating jobs are less. And ultimately, even the collection of revenue is now compromised because South Africans simply won't have money to spend or companies to be able to, declare, to, to pay the appropriate tax, which means from a welfare point of view, these become very difficult things to meet. So I think, as South Africans, we've been deeply let down by a president who's committed. And that's where we base those facts. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. That's the leader of the DA, Musi Maimane. And moving along to the president um, and leader of the Congress of the People, um, Musi Walekota, thanks for your time as well. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Sakina. Now, Mr. Lekota, uh, what's your response to this? Well, first of all, I think it, uh, it's a completely reckless step by the president. Uh, looking at the state of our economy, the fact that in the last week or so, our standard we, we were downgraded by a number of international organizations, he, would, he should have been extremely sensitive. South Africa was brought down from triple B to triple B minus, and uh, the outlook was uh, defined as... Uh, uh, not good. One would have thought that he to, to do this kind of thing and change a minister of finance at this point could only lead to what has now happened. But even more important, you see, is for us to really look at how President Zuma is managing the affairs of state. He's running South Africa like a personal fiefdom. The minister of Home Affairs now, Gigaba, 
he was uh, in, in charge of state-owned enterprises. And when he differed with this lady that is heading South African Airways, he was removed and Lynn Brown was brought on board. When Lynn differed with that lady, she was removed and the Minister of Finance was asked to manage these affairs. When he now differed with her sharply recently when she was threatening to scupper a deal that was in place that would have immediately, you know, bankrupted the SAA. I could tell this was going to happen. Because this lady who is uh, also uh, chair of the Zuma Foundation is being placed there and is being used to deal with the personal affairs and assist the interests of the president as such. No country can be run as a, a personal fiefdom. Now, the worst of these things is that the president is unable to take advice, especially good advice. The former minister of finance, Pravin Gordon, often told the president, reduce the size of your executive, it's too big. Reduce the bloated administration that you have because huge amounts of money are being consumed by this overblown state machinery. As we speak now, 40% of the country's GDP goes to state wage bill. 40%. Out of the remaining 60, 12% goes to interest on debt. It takes us to 54%. These are things you can't do anything about. And then, of course, there's another 12% for welfare, and that takes us to 64 Then the rest is what South Africa is left to live on. With this state of affairs, President Zuma has destroyed our country in the next few, maybe two, three months, because even three months is long, in a very short space of time now, our national debt is at 1.9 trillion. It's moving very fast towards 2 trillion. Mm. South Africa will become bankrupt because of this leader. That's a problem of the, this country's faced with. So are you therefore placing all of this squarely at the door of President Jacob Zuma? What about everybody else who has a part to play? in running the, the country. Head, my dear, the head of government is the head, is the person who manages the entire state machinery. And when that mis- mismanagement starts there, it permeates everywhere. We can't have a situation in which a president of the country can say, I'm not responsible. Well, who's responsible? Who is, who's going to be held responsible for this state of the, of the country? If it's not the president of the country, who in our constitution? Look at our constitution. So just coming back to the reasons uh, that uh, you uh, were putting forward there as to why um, Minister Nene could possibly have lost his job, uh, that's all conjecture at this point because we, we are not clear as to why. And also, it's the president's prerogative, isn't it, Mr. Lekota, to um, reshuffle his cabinet um, when he sees fit? And um, we're still awaiting those reasons. 
prerogative has to be based on reason. And all of us who are sitting, who are citizens in this country, uh, have to be led. But we are not blind. If you lead, lead us to a donga, we are capable of seeing you are leading us to a donga where we are going to die. Unless we are like, if we don't see that, if we are not able to judge when you are take, leading us to disaster, then we are not uh, living citizens. Citizens have that responsibility, and we have to say these things plainly. This is the disaster in this head of, of government. And that is uh, Musiwa Lakota, who is uh, the president of COPE. Uh, let's go to the UDM chief, Ngabayonzi uh, Kwangwa, who will give us his reaction to this. Good morning. Thanks for speaking to us. Well, uh, good morning, Sakina. Good morning to our fellow South Africans and other and the SAFM listeners. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, Sakina, this is a crisis of titanic proportions. Uh, Why? That is putting it. That is putting it mildly. I think, as as the two speakers have already highlighted, the previous speakers, that remember when you deal with the finance portfolio, you handle it with care because it's very fragile. Because the manner in which you run that portfolio will determine as to whether people are going to invest money into your country. And you are dealing with investors here, the sentiments and what the global community is actually saying about you, all those perceptions. Now, so what you, have those? You, what, what have they been saying about us under no, 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 the I'm NA saying, stewardship? No, no problem. If if you remember correctly, uh, there was a bit of jittery. You know, the market was a bit jittery last year when Minister Nene was appointed into that position. But they were able to find solace in the fact that he had been groomed, you know, to take over at some point because they deputized. First, he was the chairperson of the Standing Committee of Finance for many years, so he understood financial matters. The second point was that he later on became the Deputy Minister of Finance, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning during that period he was able to learn the ropes and how it's done, you know, how the how one manages the portfolio in finance. But now when you look at my former, let me call it my ex-colleague, uh, Mr. David Van Royen, that has not been done for him. It's almost like he's being set up to fail because he's given this responsibility without having had a proper background as to how a finance department is actually run, apart from the experience that he gets uh, sitting in the Standing Committee on Finance and dealing with financial matters. But the issue also here is that when you're dealing with the finance portfolio, you want to create a certain level of consistency, dependability, and if you like, a certain level of predictability. For instance, if you put a plan in place, you say you want to achieve it over a period of five years or 10 years or, or 2030, if you look at the NDP, it means that you need to have the right people, competent uh, cadres who, who will be able to implement whatever programs you're going to put in place, which will take us to the, or put the, the economy on a higher economic growth trajectory. That's what you want to do. But now if you chop and change ministers of finance for no apparent reason, because you can't call the reason that the President Zuma gave the nation last night as, as something worth listening to or something that holds water. You can't move a Minister of Finance and say he's going to be redeployed to a strategic position. What can be more important than stabilizing the economy of the country? What can be more important than protecting the value of the South African rent and then making sure that we grow the economy? For instance, the speculations that you hear in the market, 
that uh, outside that um, is going to be redeployed to the BRICS Bank is laughable if it were to happen. Because now you're saying to the country that the BRICS Bank is actually more important than your own country. I've never heard of such nonsense in my entire life. Uh, But the other issue here is that, uh, if you remember correctly, there are other political dynamics at play. Firstly, it's uh, it's the, the usual suspect, uh, SAA, and the role that uh, Dudu Mieni always plays in such matters. Uh, what do you mean she, that she always plays? No, no. She's almost like a party pooper when it comes to these matters. I think Honorable Tatule Kota has actually highlighted many stories that start from Minister Kikabas, them and and even now under under Lynn Brown, Minister Lynn Brown, and now even with Minister Minister Nene. But in fairness, it's all speculation. It's right. We're allowed to speculate because Mm -hmm. they're not giving us the facts. So if they're actually not communicating with us properly, they will allow speculation to set in. But I know for a fact, we know for a fact as the United Democratic Movement that even in an ANC study group about matters that relate to FAA, there were a number of disagreements between the Minister of Finance, for instance, and Dudumieni about how they were handling the matter at FAA. Right? Now, a few weeks after that happened, you have a Minister of Finance that has been redeployed. The second issue also has to do, obviously, with the matter with the Airbus, the swap deal, which Minister Nene was trying to be strict to say that we need to implement the deal as it was initially agreed upon out before, that is, before the intervention that was made by Dudumieni. Now, if you, if you put all these factors and these matters into consideration, it's very easy for one to arrive at a conclusion that Minister Nene was removed for other political dynamics that are at play in the finance portfolio other than the reasons that were given last night. In fact, we're not given any reason last night. Mm-hmm. Now, look at, the, look at the rent and how it plummeted last night by 80 cents against the dollar. Look at the fact that we're downgraded. Actually, last week, we were downgraded by Fitch and Standard & Poor not so long ago. And when you... Some would say under Nene as much. Yes, but remember, it's not Minister Nene's watch, but he was implementing ANC policies. It's not Minister Nene who unilaterally took a decision. So we're Take still going to be Im- looking at ANC policy, so does it matter who no, actually... No, we, we, we sought out our finances as a country, and to a large extent, we felt like Minister Nene was de- doing that, but under very, very difficult conditions. But we, to because be fair, we can't yeah. predict that the new minister would not be able to do that. It reminds me of um, mm-hmm. uh, when the chief justice was appointed and the sort of brouhaha around that uh, with Mukhoeng no. and It was a similar sort of thing. You know, people did not even give him the time of day. He was said he was uh, to be a Zuma man and he's going to do this, that and the other. And amazing how people have changed their tune uh, at this point. Is it not possible that we could find ourselves in that sort of situation yet again? I think the issue with uh, Chief Justice Mukhoeng Mukhoeng at the time, it was his close proximity maybe to President Zuma rather than more about his competence levels. But for example, if you go back to what even uh, Honorable Kodongwan said in your news bulletin, he said he described him as a humble man. Uh, he didn't say anything about his competence level as to whether or not the ANC has prepared him for that role. Uh, you know, it was, he was at a loss of words. He said he's, hum- he's humble. Yes, we, we like the fact that he's humble, but he's ready, he's competent. Is it the best person to do the job? The answer is an emphatic no at the present moment, especially when we consider the conditions under, we, under which we find our, ourselves as a country. But the second issue is, if you want to take someone, say, for instance, from, from Parliament, say, who's uh, 
doing parliamentary work and committee work, why didn't you go for the chairperson of the Standing Committee on Finance? Yes. Mm? He understands okay. issues. Why didn't you take the chairperson, for example, of the Standing Committee on Appropriations? Right? They are both former cabinet ministers who know exactly what's happening. If you're under pressure to change your cabinet or reshuffle, why did you move Patel, for, for instance, from economic development to finance? Well, those are some good questions. And, of course, these are the questions that South Africans would love to have answered. We're still awaiting the reasons. And uh, that was Ngabayomzi Kwankwa from the UDM, their chief whip. Our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-208. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, on the Forum at 8 this morning, we are taking your reaction uh, to uh, Minister Finance Minister Nsantan Nene being redeployed and uh, being replaced by the new Minister of Finance, uh, Mr. Uh, David Des van Royen. And we're speaking to political parties, but we're also taking your views. And let me just uh, run through a few of those before I go back uh, to the lines there. Mujalifa says, I'm sick to the stomach, Sakina, about this. What message is the president sending? If you go against my cronies, you get booted out. Uh, Wendy Adams says, I think what Musi Maimane is saying is very premature. You can't predict uh, the February budget statement this soon. Dumisani Nthengetwa says, a removal has nothing to do with his competence at managing financial affairs. He has publicly condemned plunderers and complicity. And Soli Hatle says, a Nene's removal is not good for the economy. Already it's in downfall. I'm worried about Zuma's advisors because they are misleading him. Uh, Rabule says, uh, as Khalima Mutlantle recently commented, things will get worse before they get better. And Artie James says, yes, we need a minister that can put his foot down and say, no, um, we don't need another Zuma yes man. And Zed says, Minister Nene doesn't have uh, table manners. You don't talk when people are on the table feasting. That was his only sin. And uh, many others still coming through. But let's go to uh, EFF National Spokesperson Dali Mpofu to get their reaction to the redeployment of Minister Nene. Good morning and thanks for speaking to us. Uh, good morning, Sakena. So what's the EFF's uh, reaction to this? Well, uh, we, we issued a statement last night and uh, the, the issues really, as far as we're concerned, are clearly linked to the whole FAA uh, debacle. But uh, the, the point there is, is, is a much more worrying one, I think, for South Africans because, you know, a democracy depends on the maintenance of very strong institutions. And what we are seeing in the ANC government under President Zuma is a major, major assault on our institutions. And these institutions don't belong to the ANC. They belong to us, to all the citizens. Whether today it's the SABC with the old Saudi debacle, whether it's the public protector, uh, whether it's, 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 it's uh, police, South African police services, the IEC, NPA, and now the SAA. The point, and even destroying an institution such as the Treasury, which is quite a, a special type of institution in any democracy. So um, what do you make of the new replacement, Mr. David Van Rooyen? Do you know him at all? No, I've never heard of Mr. Van Rooyen, and I don't think uh, many people outside of Mirafong have, have, have uh, ever heard of him either. But, uh, you know, he, he clearly is not uh, a, a leading light in the finance sectors. I mean, these are the kinds of things that need management. If there was proper leadership, 
as in the succession in a portfolio like this is not something that just comes out of the blue. Firstly, you don't, um, it's the first time, this is unprecedented, that you change a finance minister after 18 months uh, of, of service in the middle of a, a, an economic um, storm, as it were. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and so you're going to have another one left now with about three years uh, to, to do what? And uh, as do a say, budget in the next three months, yeah. If you say we are in the midst of a financial storm, should yeah. we then not look at changing things because they're not going right? Is there anything wrong with that sort of approach? No, well, that, that would be the, the biggest disaster. The problem with the economy in South Africa is not, certainly not in Kankanen. It is uh, the ANC policies which are steeped in something called the National Development Plan, which accepts the neoliberal framework that says that, you know, to drive economic growth, you must depend on a system that is based on greed as opposed to a system that is based on helping other people, uplifting everyone, ensuring that we all grow. But uh, on the maximization of profit, which goes hand in hand with the exploitation of, of, of black people in the case of South Africa. That, that, that cannot be, you can change the finance minister every day of your life. If you haven't uh, uh, addressed the fundamentals of the apartheid economy, of the colonial economy, you haven't returned the land, you have not put redistributive policies that tackle inequality. Well, whether it's Nene or, or, or anyone, it's or, or Sandroyan or you or Saki or Sakina, it doesn't matter. It, it should be the same. Well, thank you so much. EFF National Chairperson Dali Mpofu giving us their position about this right now. And, um, uh, of course, we want to hear from you as well. So let's go to the lines. 891 Figile and Kailicha, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Thank you guys for taking my call. Welcome. Sakina, I think the president is at fault, and I will also blame the, what's called the advisors, because the, the, the top-performing ministers are easy to be fired, but those that are useless are not easy to fire, and it's very sad. And us as voters and the members of the public, when we complain about certain ministers, are not fired. Oh, but this minister, Mr. Nene, I never had even one single person complaining about the guy. And the uh, uh, same applies with the opposition. I never had the opposition parties actually complaining about the same guy. But this guy has been fired mm. overnight. So it's very sad. And I would advise... The very good ministers were actually performing very good to ask Mr. Mpetua if what is it that is using for him not to get fired because he moved to the other, what's called, uh, 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 called uh, sorry, uh, uh, position. Same as um, this lady, uh, the ex, what's called, a uh, 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 deputy, which is Mickey Sochi, they're both useless. You see, so these guys need to be fired as well. Thank you. That's uh, Figile in Kailicha. Apologies for the poor quality on that line. Let's go to Dobsonville in Soweto. Spoo, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. You know, my reaction to this, if I will say, uh, if I'm a hypocrite, I will have uh, what you call uh, crocodile tears in terms of uh, the ex-minister being uh, removed from his post. To me, the president can bring back Chris Lidenberg, can bring Trevor Manuel, all these previous finance ministers, so long as the situation on the ground remains as they are, where you have in this country economic inequalities, which are based on race. They can have the whole, all of them. If nothing has changed, to me, it's material to have any minister. 
for me, these ministers, in terms of the way I view it, into the ANC policies, they appoint these finance ministers in order to protect, as the previous caller said, the neoliberal policies that perpetuate capitalism, which in turn perpetuate economic inequalities. For them, they still protect those things. I still have to see a minister who will put his foot ground in order to ensure that he prevents this capital outflow, especially the illicit capital outflow that is going out of a country. We've got more than six trillion that is sitting in stock exchange. I have never heard this these ministers talking about putting their foot down to ensure that this money is invested in this country. All they have to do is to protect the market. But for us, ordinary people, life goes on as usual. The racial economic inequality still perpetuate whether they appoint whoever Jesus Christ as a minister of finance. If things remain, they are I mean, I don't care whoever they appoint. Hence, I say, I don't care who, whether Nene has left or is coming back. To me, the situation remains as they are, and it will never change my mind. Mm. That's uh, Spoo in Dobsonville with his views there. And um, then, of course, um, you know, are many other questions being asked as well. Um, this one from Butata who asked, was Nene incompetent? Well, the, the, the president said last night that he did a good job. So we cannot say he was incompetent. Nobody has spoken about his incompetence uh, before now. So that much we cannot deduce. But as um, uh, some of our earlier guests were saying, in the absence of reasons, it does leave us open to simply speculate about why Minister Nene was then removed from his position. So unless the presidency comes forward with those reasons, people will draw their own conclusions. Let's hear from Neba in Mount Aleph. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Welcome. Look, I have two things. One, I observe the conduct of some of the members of society, in particular Mr. Lekota, who was a, a premier in Free State. He was fired by the then President Mbeki, using the word provocative. When he was fired, he was so angry. He was very angry. I remember exactly he was from Burundi at that time. Very angry, by the way, to say he been chased on the basis of 1997 Mexican conference, where the ANC itself adopted a issue of provocative. And equally, I have a serious problem with yourself, Sakina, to say this is the fifth reshuffling in Thomas government. Why don't you talk about the current term? You make a difference between the previous term and this current term. We are the one of those people who are making a problem on this matter instead of coming with solution. Respecting the president to leave this country, and indeed the president said yesterday, Mr. Nene is one of those people who did a very well job. Why don't you allow Mr. Nene to be redeployed because it's the ANC, it's a political party that deployed. In Western Cape, it's the A deployed. In South Africa, it's the ANC deployed. Why don't we respect those issues? And how have we disrespected it? How have Um, I disrespected the president? But I'm saying we must respect the president to lead. I'm saying yourself on this radio. Mm, I'm asking you, how have I disrespected him? You you are saying right now, this is the fifth reshuffling. Why do you make a difference? We are provoking this issue that have come with a solution. We Provo- are what, what exactly am I provoking? Is it not a you fact? You are provoking because you are misleading our people. You are misleading us. What am I misleading people about? Can you tell me from... Is it not the sixth cabinet reshuffle? No, no, listen, listen, please. The elections were last year on May. 
Can you tell me the other result during this period of thermophobic? I, I fail to understand what it is that you are getting at. I fail to understand how I have disrespected the president. I fail to understand how I have misled the people by simply stating the facts. And, and this is what you are not giving me. I mean, that you are, you have every right to state your point of view. You have every right to be emotional about it, but it is not fair for you to distort the facts. Give me the chance, Can you tell me from the May 2014, for elections up to now, how many happened? You don't know of one? You don't know when Minister Collins Chabane died? You don't know that there was a cabinet reshuffle at that time? Can you tell me how many resulting from... Uh, I just told you. I just told you. No, no, fucking. Thank you very much. Keep I just told you. Uh, well, never, that's never in Mount Aleph. You see, and, and, and this is what I always say. Let's state the facts and then you can do with them what you like. You can distort them any way you like. The fact that you don't like the facts is not my problem. I have in no way disrespected the president. I have in no way misled anyone. Simply stating the facts. And you've got to deal with that. And as I said, you have every right to be emotional. You have every right to be angry. And you have every right to speculate on this issue because it is in the absence of reasons. Mfundiso in Mtata, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Welcome. Uh, Okay. Yes. I I want to to say uh, to South Africans that uh, there's so many changes that have been done by by, by the president. Uh, let's uh, give this guy a chance. Uh, we see what uh, the guy can do because the guy is going to act on the ANC policy. However, the main concern is that the president doesn't uh, uh, specify why does, uh, uh, he took uh, uh, the decision. There's no reason why he, he took this decision. And I'm looking at in uh, Godong one. They say the guy is humble. Humble is what has it to do with our economy. So... The, the, the problem, I think, the reasoning why. Oh. so that line not uh, playing ball with us this morning. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I take your point there. Um, the ANC coming out saying that he's humble. You heard there in the news clip that uh, was uh, during the news bulletin. And we did confirm the ANC to also get their reaction. Uh, but uh, we tried to call Mr. Enoch Godongwana and his phone, unfortunately, at this time is off. So let's continue taking your reaction uh, to this particular situation. Uh, let me read some SMSs before I go back to the line. Uh, Sajini Ndenze and Bloemfontein says, uh, we do not need a humble man. We need a hard worker, someone who knows the job. Uh, Zim, uh, Zed Mbilini in Kempton Park says, the same opposition that questioned Nene's appointment are now questioning his dismissal. These are real opposers. Nick in Hilton says, the best way to determine how the new minister will perform uh, is how he did perform as the, minister, the mayor of Merafong. And Peter Dutue in Beaufort West says, bad news for the country. The decision will come back to haunt the president. And a few others, um, Emmanuel Chuene says, um, one other minister that must be removed is Lindiwe Zulu and maybe Buti Manamela can be a good replacement. KJ uh, in Bloemfontein says, Nene was fired for suggesting that uh, the chair of SAA be fired. And this one, uh, Nene is not the first person to be reshuffled. Many highly competent people, uh, such, uh, such as Soviet Lehanyane and Dixon uh, Masemola in Limpopo, have been reshuffled. Let's give the president a chance. It
it is his prerogative. Uh, Inokotongwana describes our new finance minister as a humble man. Perhaps he has a lot to be humble about, says this one. And Sipo says, cannot believe South Africans. When he appointed Nene, they said South uh, Zuma only appointing Zulus. And now Van Royen is an unknown. Ach, shame on Zuma's enemies. Ach, shame on you. And Mutlati says, I'm an ANC member, but uh, this is a bad move for Zuma. Dudu Mieni um, uh, must fall. The ANC must fall. Those are some of the SMSs coming through. Johnny Newlands, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. It's John Madison. Thank you for taking my call. The reason this uh, decision is so much more important than any other is because all the great disruptions of South Africa and Zimbabwe in recent years have come because of economic crises and loss of financial sovereignty. That's why the, uh, the white government in Rhodesia was brought down. That's why President Mugabe got into ter- terrible trouble. That's why the South African government and uh, uh, the white apartheid government couldn't survive. That's why this is so serious. Um, and Nene has been associated with keeping our economy stable and not overspending and getting us into that the problem I've just described. And removing him is going to be seen by all over the world as, as just a, a, a proof of what they feared, that we're losing control of our money. And that's going to be terribly disruptive for the country. It's going to cost us jobs. This is an awful thing. Thank you so much, John in Newlands. Um, Zwanile is in Port Elizabeth. Welcome. Uh, morning, uh, Sakina. Do you know this is actually beginning to sound more like the arms deal? We, we must interrogate uh, all the vested interests uh, within SAA as well as the, uh, the presidential jet there. I can almost assure you that there are other indirect factors or direct factors that have contributed uh, to the recalling of Nene. So I'm saying that there's more to it that we are not seeing and the, the deals on the table must actually be thoroughly interrogated. That way we don't find ourselves returning to the situation that we had with the arms deal. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mzwandile. Sipo Mantula in Johannesburg, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Interesting view, Sakina. Sakina, I think the timing of the redeployment was not correct considering that yesterday it was multi-international anti-corruption day and if one looks at the issues that you were raising it's, it is true as, as a journalist to give fact in terms of reshuffling and how does it affect uh, operations uh, administration and for the reasons one will assume that administratively we will have reasons that presidency will Provide, but finally, on the new person who's been appointed, so I've looked in his credentials and I'm more informed on issues around municipality governance, even if there are issues around finance development. I think, as a minister, he will be supported by the committee, he'll be supported by the deputy, but it is too, it is still early for reflections to be only negative, but should be constructive and say maybe. Then the Court of ANC in January should have looked into a broader issues around reshuffling of cabinet ministers who have not performed as we are still lamenting the issue of the bloated cabinet. So I think it is good for South Africa's government, but you are an information leader. So I don't think it is proper for Nueva to say you are misleading or misinforming us. You have been very patriotic. There's no journalist like you who have been patriotic in this country as Extending current affairs analyst. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much, Advocate Sipo Mantula. Sebastian, and uh, you calling from the Atlantic Seaboard. Good morning. Yes, good morning to you. 
One of the reports I've seen this morning is that suggests that besides the SAA deal which he opposed and uh, uh, one of the, the other main reason for possibly having the uh, finance minister relocated uh, was his opposition or non-support of the nuclear deal ambitions of many in the ANC. Now, this is a very grave threat to South Africa. This, at a time when renewables have become the most effective, energy, most cost-effective energy resource available, and also are the most protective of the environment, there are plans afoot to have a massive nuclear build in this country, which will basically bankrupt us. And it has been suggested that finance minister, former finance minister Nene, was not supportive of that. Now, if that was one of the two main reasons for his being sacked, uh, then uh, we are facing very dire consequences in this country uh, if this nuclear build is going to go forward without his, op- uh, with his opposition now removed. Thank you so much uh, for that, Sebastian. And um, I just want to uh, read the ANC statement because, as I said, um, unfortunately, Mr. Enoch Godongwana's phone is off. And this is what it said. Uh, The African National Congress notes and respects the decisions of President Jacob Zuma to appoint a new Minister of Finance, Comrade Desmond van Rooyen, to replace the former Minister of Finance, Comrade Ntlantla Nene. The President has exercised his constitutional prerogative to appoint a new minister who we believe has what it takes to lead the ministry. We believe his experience and tenure as the ANC National Assembly Whip for both Finance uh, Portfolio Committee and the ANC Caucus's uh, Economic Transformation Cluster will enable him to provide the necessary leadership in the department. We wish the new minister well in his responsibilities. The former minister remains a valuable resource in the organization and we accordingly commend him for the excellent service he rendered to the department and the people of South Africa that was issued by National Spokesperson Azizi Kotwa on behalf of the African National Congress. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo.